Hi, and welcome to Hints of Gladness. Today, I want to invite you to consider the question, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Happiness, like love, is a choice. I remember being asked years ago by the facilitator of a personal growth seminar, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? I find that question to be as pertinent today as it was back then, because I still want to be right at times even when it might unconsciously hurt a relationship. I find it really sad to see how divided we are on certain issues today in North America. The sadness isn't over different viewpoints. It's over the alienation, judgment, and the violence that is happening as a result of people choosing to be right rather than to accept and really understand others who have a different opinion. Mingled in with this divisiveness, is incredible anger when certain subjects are talked about. And as a result, families are being divided and broken up. People are entrenched in their various viewpoints and concepts to the point where they're willing to alienate themselves from their family members. Parents aren't talking to kids. Kids aren't talking to parents. And it's so sad. I think this anger and division is a sign that something is wrong with the soul of our society, placing our opinions and viewpoints above our relationships with our loved ones, often vilifying and demonizing people who don't agree with us. I'm reminded of scripture and the approach that Christian monks used to take and maybe still do take. They would regularly read from the Psalms, Ecclesiastes, and something from the New Testament. At first, this kind of stumped me as to why they would read from Ecclesiastes but now I think I get it. It helped them to let go of their attachments by hearing over and over again that nearly everything is vain, futile, and meaningless, as it says in the book of Ecclesiastes. Contemplating this on a daily basis would help them get to a place where the only thing that mattered was respect and trust in the God of their understanding. Now skip ahead to the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13 where Paul mentions a whole bunch of different things, like speaking in tongues, prophesying, and giving all your possessions to the poor. And then he says, none of these are important compared to one thing, love. Before you do anything, I invite you to consider what love would do. Get in touch with unconditional love. Something that has been helpful to me in regards to wanting to be right all the time and trying to prove other people wrong is the realization that my values and beliefs are constantly changing as I grow. I find that if my growth stagnates and I stop surrendering to love, then right and wrong and the energy that comes from it for some reason becomes more important than unselfishly being of service to others. I want to ask you a few questions and I want you to know that I'm considering and contemplating these questions myself, and I hope that they're not too pointed. Uh, I'm not trying to create guilt or anything like that. I just want you to consider where you're at with this whole question of being happy or being right. So take what you like and leave the rest. What pet doctrines, concepts, and beliefs are you attached to.
Are you attached to any of these to the point where it's damaging your relationship with your loved ones and your friends? Is everyone welcome at your table? Do you have friends from other religions, races, sexual orientations, and socioeconomic groups? Now, just to be clear, when it comes to happiness, choosing to manage our moods and resist unpleasant feelings isn't a way to be happy either. It doesn't come through management. There's actually a tremendous freedom available when we stop doing that. I always get a little nervous when I hear people trying to manage their feelings and their addictions. For me, it becomes a sign that I'm heading down a path that's only going to make matters worse when I get into management mode. That said, one way to be happy is through the acceptance and simple awareness of our feelings when they surface and not labeling them good or bad. Feelings just are. Obviously, there's a lot more we can do to be happy. Volumes have been written about it. But the first step, and often the, a freeing step, is to simply accept our thoughts and feelings and not try to control or change them. I tried to summarize what I've been talking about here in a bit of a poetic way. So I'm going to read these different statements and I invite you to sit with them, to savor them, to keep what works for you and to let go of the rest. It starts out, happiness is a choice. When I choose happiness, I let go of my attachment to being right. It brings me closer to those I love. I choose relationship over my opinion. I choose to love myself and others. I let go of the energy I get from choosing what my ego wants. I choose to connect. I choose to understand. I choose relationship over saving the world. I choose to be with instead of fixing. I choose relationship over profit and gain. I choose relationship. When I choose to be happy, I choose intimacy. I choose vulnerability. I choose to recognize that we all have the same spirit. When I choose to be happy, I'm reminded that my values and beliefs are evolving. What was so important yesterday no longer is.
When I choose to be happy rather than right, it moves me toward my true self. I choose to open the gate and let others into my very necessary and healthy individual boundary wall. But it's a choice, not an obligation. I choose the deep understanding that acceptance of differences actually causes love to grow. I choose to be inclusive. Divine love is inclusive. I just want to read one of the quotes that I have in the blog that I wrote, and it says, For someone who is emotionally attached to the need to be right, all divergent perspectives, ideas, suggestions, and actions must be wrong. The need to be right convinces them of the correctness of their approach. While attachment to this end serves to justify the means used to facilitate it. When this dynamic is acted out, it creates suffering for those caught in its wake. And that's by an article written by Dan Major. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope this was helpful. As the Buddhist saying goes, may you be happy. Take good care.